Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 359, with one of the shortest intros ever. We watched Captain Marvel, and here is our episode to review it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 359, Captain Marvel Review. say wow uh billy batson turning into captain marvel was oh, one of the coolest gosh, things nice. i've ever seen i mean having you know solomon hercules atlas zeus achilles and mercury as his powers what a what an amazing uh captain marvel i slipped him some the original before we went in yeah he's a dork. i thought i was in the wrong one <laughs> or i saw the trailer and expanded it for a couple hours yeah and voldemort really <laughs> No, so uh, we all have seen Captain Marvel. Yes, we have. Uh, Lynn's decided to go by herself and not invite us, and so me and Charles went together. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we got uh, a full-on podcast review of uh, our thoughts on it. Yes, we do. I don't know if it's a full podcast, but we'll try our best. Well, isn't... <laughs> What's what's a half podcast? I mean, there is it's, a it's, if we just put it up to talk about, about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking <laughs> Definitely more than 10 minutes. Yes. All right. I think we got That's a whole fair. hour's worth. I don't know. We'll find out at the end and then come back and be like, this was actually only 49 minutes. Seconds. So close to almost yeah. full That's podcast. Good. That's good. Now, I will say, when we look at Captain Marvel, there is another Captain Marvel movie coming out. Yes. Now, granted, they are no longer allowed to be calling themselves Captain Marvel. No. And this is kind of where I want to start with the name. Okay. Captain Marvel. Now, uh, back in 1977? 19... No. No, uh, 39. Yeah. Um, was the first appearance of who is now known as Shazam. Oh, and, there you're talking about it. But debuted under Captain Marvel. Now, this was uh, from Fawcett Comics. And this comic book company was pretty much looking for their Superman. Because Shazam is Superman, Superman in every sense, except for it's magical and his and name stands for those things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and switching <laughs> uh, that. What happened was, uh, quite a few years later, DC sued Fawcett Comics, saying, this is Superman, you stole the idea, and you're ripping him off. From there, they settled out of court. Uh, however, to be clear, DC sued everybody because they thought everybody was Superman back then. I mean, and it's. I kind mean, this of... one is probably the most valid one, but they did sue a lot of people. Yes, I'll take that. So the lawsuit, like I said, was uh, about twelve years uh, that it went through, and pretty much afterwards, uh, Fawcett had to cancel. You know, pretty much doing comics because they put all their money into this lawsuit. Um, from there, we then uh, get uh, Marvel in 67 has their first Captain Marvel, um, which appeared in Marvel Superheroes number 12. Mm -hmm. Marvel also at the time had gone through a couple name changes of themselves. This, uh, they were originally um, uh, Timely Comics. They then 
switch briefly to Marvel Comics, but then change their name to Atlas Comics, but then in 61 changed back to Marvel Comics. So for them, they were making a hero that was Captain Marvel. Right. Also, I don't feel truly trying to steal the name of Captain because it's way different than, I will flat out say I see Shazam and uh, Superman being yeah. the same. I don't see so much Marvel's Captain Marvel right. with just the name only. Yeah. Um, well, and so to be clear, that Marvel started using Captain Marvel because the trademark lapsed. So they were like, yoink. And another comic book publisher started publishing a Captain Marvel series. And they got five issues in, and Marvel, who had finally become Marvel at that point, was like, hey, man, that's our name. You guys should just not do that. And this small publisher was like, uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, Marvel gave them $4,500. That's where that ended. <laughs> now, that's the brief legal, real history of the name with uh, pretty much DC just conceding now having Shazam, yeah. making it simpler and easier. I don't think that was ever truly settled, though, if Marvel has a claim on it because they're Marvel or not. I think they can technically call him Captain Marvel still. Well, they've trade they've they've trademarked the name, so it is technically theirs. Which is why there's always been a Captain Marvel, even when it wasn't Marvel. Oh yeah, because they had always had they have one to, had something, to keep the. Yep. Which we will get into the many iterations of Captain Marvel. Uh, but yes, everything else with uh, Billy Batson way different than our Captain Marvel, except for the fact that the original Captain Marvel. Um, not when he first appeared, but after he kind of became more adventuring hero and had the nega bands and was pretty much the supreme intelligence, uh, warped him to the negative zone. This is, goes back to many comics back in the day had a human analog that would switch places with the person. So you have young Billy who would then, when he says the, the word Sam, transform slash disappears and here comes this grown man. Same thing happened with Marvel and Rick Jones, who was the kid that everyone wanted to be because he hung out with superheroes all the time yeah. and got to... They would swap, sw yeah, swap places. places. But yeah. uh, besides that whole rambling on a whole <laughs> another property, let's get into the MCU's Captain Marvel. Yes. Linz, what was your take? Like, let's just get out of the way. I liked w it. Charles? I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I was... Whelmed. Yeah, not over or under. Just yeah, it, there was at first I was a little under. Yeah. And I'm trying to do like very like subjective criticism of the movie and not just be a fanboy of all Marvel things. Sure. There was some things that then I was getting a little bored, but then wowed me. They go, oh, meter's going up and then a little bit down again. Mm -hmm. And so where I can't. He's talking about his erection. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we just blew it at the end. <laughs> Ew, super gross. Spoiler alert. Um, and obviously we'll get into more of those scenes, but it, it wasn't as breathtaking and, and new and different. Right. It felt formulaic. Well, yes. And people always have that complaint about Marvel movies, and I find it um, a boring argument because obviously their formula fucking works for them. But okay, but when, okay the, the setup, the timeline that they fed us, the information 
was us becoming that character and going through it with her and yeah. finding the information out because so basically when she found out we found right. out. It's like it's like all of their origin stories. There was I know, a, a little bit of I was that was where at first I was like I don't like this uh, visual storytelling, but then it was almost like that where you tell that joke the umpteenth time and then it just is funny again. It was a part at a part where I was like, this is cool. No, now I'm kind of like bored. But then it it really struck and I go, this makes sense and now I enjoy the whole process because of that. Mm-hmm. So, again, it was my feelings of, like, I don't like how they're doing this, going into her mind. But then, and I think partly, too, was the Skrull's voice. Oh, my God. Was not how I was picturing uh, an evil Skrull's voice should be. It was be. so good, awesome. though. Yeah, so, yeah. I was thinking more, like, you know, uh, dark and and moody and, you know, warrior-like. And it, I thought that... It was Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I loved it. It, it. To me, it was like when we watched Thor Ragnarok and was it Korg? Korg. That's and what he's, I was thinking. It, that was Taika Waititi doing the voice. So it adds, you know, it, it, it makes him... The Skrulls are villains in the Marvel Universe most of the time, so it made, it made him less villainous. That's and So I was pulled <laughs> out of it, but then, like I said, I was pulled back in. Then it made in. sense later. Yeah, right? so I, yeah. I did like that storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a Marvel origin story. Um, it was one of the better ones, though I think I, the the Marvel origin stories I always think are their their worst movies, and that's not to say that they're bad. It's just comparatively speaking to all their other amazing movies, well, the you, origin stories are always a little boring because it's so much information. Did you know you. that she was supposed to debut in Age of Ultron? In the original script, uh, Joss had her coming in and kind of saving the day. What happened, though, is that they... Uh, Kevin Feige was really like, that's you can't kind of just throw her... All of a into, sudden in Yeah, there. into this. Yeah. And so what they I mean, did is they had... They did with Black Widow, but... Well, that's... That's what I... Well... Yeah. Scarlet Witch or Black Widow? Both. They just threw well, Black yeah, Widow well, and of, Iron yeah. Man. Yeah. But that's where they did with Scarlet Witch in this movie, and that's how she came about. Mm-hmm was she was a placeholder and they go maybe this would make a little more sense and then they started shooting more scenes around what they were going to do with having kept and I'm glad they didn't go that route because I do feel this being its own movie yeah was a lot better than her just well, showing up there. and like dude if you didn't have Scarlet Witch in that movie you wouldn't get the Scarlet Witch vision storyline yeah which Occurs well, in the Marvel universe. But you could yeah. get it in a different movie. I think it did. I think they. I think Scarlet Witch got just the right amount of screen time that she needed. True. True. <laughs> now I will say this though: when you look at the person of Carol Danvers, and this is in no reflection of like putting down the character at all, but it seemed like Marvel was looking for their Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and yeah, Wonder Woman is predom- predominant person within the DC realm sure who does Marvel really have that are very powerful women because I look at Carol well they're all X-Men that's why they can't use them exactly (laughs) because from the Avengers like you know grouping and and any other superheroes and that's where I always feel Carol was B-list kind of she was she was until the the 2000s right 2012 when she took over the mantle but that's when she started getting really overpowered and so it's it's, <laughs> I like I said I feel that they were trying to do their own Wonder Woman. 
I feel that it was maybe a little bit forced, but it wasn't. Yeah. I, I like I look rack my brain of who could have been then their otherwise. Yeah, their their Wonder Woman. Yeah, and there isn't except for as you said, mutants. Yeah, yeah. There's not. I mean, you got you have Wasp, right? But she already yeah kind of had her movie. Yeah, and, and then you have Black Widow, but no, none of them are like goddess mode. Right. 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 There's not there's not a lot of them out there and shame on you Marvel. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. You now start realizing that when I was thinking well, about this week. Well, uh, the time is over now. Yeah. Right. Right. And well, now we have Captain Marvel and we have Ms. Marvel. So she was Ms. Marvel for a while and you know that went all over the place with her character. But Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, of course we do have all the X-Men in the comic books who are very powerful. But yeah, there's not a so do you feel mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. all right, we won't even get into the whole This is this? why Thor and both Iron Man are now women. Because we were missing a lot of those characters. <laughs> true very true. And and that is uh a good thing to bring up is diversity. Mm-hmm. And I have to say I I am happy for a female superhero movie. Yes. I'm just happy for any superhero movies. Yes. However, how much casting is involved in certain movies also, I mean, it's half the big formula. Mm-hmm. I was not down yeah. at first with, with Brie, Brie Larson. She's always been like a kind of a pretty strong character in, in, the, in the shows and the movies like, uh, um, well, shoot, now I can't remember, but she was in a show about um, multiple personalities, whoever the mother had the multiple personalities. Oh, yeah, United, United States, States of Tara. Tara. Right. Yeah, Tara. she was, yeah, she was good in that. That fucking was show was amazing. Yeah. yeah, I've seen a couple of her mm-hmm. things, which is just you know, I think she fit fit pretty well. I thought. You know? It's hard to cast a character like Captain Marvel and even Wonder Woman. I mean, how long did it take for them to find Gail Gal and, Gadot? Yeah, and, and she's perfect. She's perfect. For it. And furious, but really. they like, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they went through. Uh, you know, they would announce this person's going to play Wonder Woman, and then it would die, and then they would announce it, and then it would die. And, like Kate Beckinsale at one point in time was supposed to play Wonder Woman and that died and just it was just for decades just announcement after announcement after announcement so I think it's hard to even even cast men in roles like that you have to find like the perfect fit I just I feel from the pages Brie does not like elicit what I've seen in the now granted I love that they had her mohawk a bit. Yeah. Then it was a little weird My after the second or third costume. time scene. And she just had perfect hair. When perfect fucking hair. Every yeah. time the helmet came off, it's just blowing in the wind. I started yeah. counting, like, <laughs> how many times. And... It's that creep blood running through her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Must be. Gives her perfect hair all the time. But I felt... It was like one moment on the on the train when her hair was messed up and she, she just blew it out of her face. Yeah. Then after that, perfect hair. Perfect <laughs> hair. Perfect hair. <laughs> See, I felt that yeah. she should have been a little bit older than what Brie is now. Granted, though, when well, we, what do you mean, like from in the com- in the comics? And I don't necessarily know her age, but just the way that she uh, goes about, she seems a bit older than what Brie. This Bree's is kind of like the only scenario in which they're gonna have to add fucking wrinkles to her face so she fits the timeline. No, right? well, no, energy energy makes her young. Oh, well, that's what they'll okay, say. Okay, yeah. no, it's lotion, right? Face <laughs> lotion. Here's right? here's the thing, though, as readers of these comic books, we know that she's been around for longer than we have. 
Yeah, so true. we think of her as being an older character, but this is her origin story. So yeah, that's brief, true. Brief it is the like twenty nine or thirty. I was trying to do the so. math on this. If, if it takes like eighteen months or something to become a fighter pilot, right? But then she also have, has the experience of probably two to three years before mm-hmm. she's actually a test pilot or whatever, right? So if um, if that all happened, she was maybe twenty three, twenty four. Okay, and then six years later, it's nineteen ninety five because. That's when at least uh, the Gwen Stefani um, I'm Just a Girl song was released. Yeah. So add what, like nearly 20 years later uh, for Endgame? Sure. But she's, she's got that Cree blood running through. Yeah, okay. She's <laughs> got Cree blood you know now. And, uh, then she's got, yeah. and the, the, the energy. The energy, yeah, yeah. But really, like, uh, 1992 was when Come As You Are was released. So I think maybe that. Well, they, I mean, they, it's just they a they 90s played it, sound. They played yeah. it in the, you know what I mean? They're like, doing that yeah. for nostalgia reasons. I know, but... If you want to break it down like that. It was 1995. Well, though. you know, the funny thing, though, that I uh, thought of was how they made Monica yeah. younger. Young, yeah. Because when it yeah. comes to, they're going to have a whole different actress being an adult her yeah. in Endgame, probably, somehow. Right. Maybe, if they do right. include her. And they should. Oh, yeah. Wow. But then, so I didn't even realize that. The, well, actually, the timeline we, difference. We, we know exactly what she looks like because the She's, the credit scene too. So she looks the same. Her hair looked a little longer, I think. Oh, oh, Captain oh, Marvel. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But I was talking about what is it? Spectrum or or so her mom's name was uh, Photon, right? Oh well, Monica was uh, honestly the first uh, Captain Marvel after the original Captain Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Back in. Uh, like Amazing 70s, Spider-Man yeah. Annual number 16. It was uh, 1982. Oh, was it 82? Yeah. I know she was the leader of the Avengers when they uh, did the Dark Phoenix return. When Jean came back from under the water. Yeah, yeah. and she's, she's gone by a couple different names too, like Photon and Spectrum, as yeah. you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if we want to get down on Nitty Gritty, after her then came uh, Janice Vale, which was Marvel's, Mar-Vell's son. Mm-hmm. Um, who then took up the mantle of Captain Marvel. Then we had uh, Phyla Val. Then we had uh, Kinar. Then we had Noavar. And then we get to Carol Danvers. Now, granted, Carol had come out about being Captain Marvel in uh, in my notes that I have here in 2012, uh, taking up the mantle because she felt that she should do it mm-hmm. after her... Uh, relationship not intimate relationship but with the relationship with uh dr walter lawson who was marvell and pretty much the origins of the movie was the same as the comic books a little bit different with the kree blood and how that got transfused in her within the comics there was an explosion with a megatron collider energy thing and her uh, DNA fused with Marvels. Yes, yeah. and then she became a human hybrid. Obviously, in the in the movie, movie the it was fusion is what gives her the Cree. Yeah, uh, blood. blood. Yeah, right? well, yeah, basically, yeah. Parts of Cree blood. in her. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so she does have. So it's still kind of a half and half uh, way. I did like because uh, Doctor Walter Lawson was Marvel's alter ego at first, and we had the female version of it within this movie, Wendy Lawson. So mm-hmm. Walter Wendy it being called Marvell as her free yeah. name. A little bit different. I was okay with it. I it was, doesn't I was take super away. okay with it, yeah. I was super okay with it. Um What can you do? Well the this movie obviously had 
less blatant than Wonder Woman, but definite uh, feminist undertones. And I think it was important. <laughs> You're looking at me like it, it was blatant. But <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I, I think I'm inclined to agree with you. Yeah. I think that Wonder Woman was really pushy. Yeah. Super pushy. It was. Super pushy. <laughs> And uh, in Captain Marvel, it was just, I think it was the right amount. The, yeah. the ingredients were tasteful. I, I agree. Um, and I think it was important for this particular movie and this version of this character for her powers to come about not from a man, which is nice. why they gender yeah. swapped Which was originally Marvel. What, what, right. Yeah. It was, it was a, actually a one of the original. But she only lived because she got the blood from a man. Okay, you know. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> he kidding, he was kidding. nefarious, so who knows why he did it? Well, as we already know, the scanners, human male, not a threat. <laughs> um, Do you think now, you, now I lost my. Oh, one of the original <laughs> criticisms of Ms. Marvel was that she was supposed to be this feminist icon. That's why she was Ms. Marvel and not like Marvel Girl or Girl Marvel or something like that. Was that all of her powers came from a man? And they're like, well, she's a feminist icon, but yeah, she's only around because a man made her that way. But didn't I mean? I, I don't know what's explosive. Miss Marvel. Ms. Why is it Ms. Why are you saying Ms. Because it's M S. Ms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see that. But Miss is M I S S. So is that like the never married? Yeah. That, that, Miss or Ms. Ms. Is Miss is 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 when you think about Miss, you think about young women. Yeah. And when so you think about Misses, that's a married. That's woman. a married woman. And so Ms. I thought was a once married woman. Ms. I have to look this up again. But Ms. is somebody who does not want to be referred to as a girl, uh-huh. but is not married. So hmm. like I would refer to myself as Ms. instead of Miss. Okay. Right. Here's your education for you today. <laughs> well, let's yeah. look at uh, Miss Marvel <laughs> and where she came from. Now, obviously. When she got her powers, that was because of the explosion. Right. But she wasn't Captain Marvel, as we've already said yep. multiple times, until 2012. <clears throat> but she came about uh, uh, first appearing then within those pages, as I said, in 1968. But it was almost a couple years later that she then uh, debuted within the comic book realm as Miss Marvel. Um, back Ms. Ms. Marvel. Miss, didn't I just say that? Ms. Ms. You didn't. Oh, wait, which Ms. one? Can you play that back it's for us? Ms. <laughs> Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Thank you. Is that what the Kamala Khan is then too? Yeah. That's Ms. Yeah. Oh, I've been saying it wrong uh, all my life. <laughs> Learned something, then just forgot it for five seconds. <laughs> um, but no, uh, so that was 68, and then it was not till like 1977 that she came back about as... Ms. Marvel. There you go. That's pushy. Um, it's yes. better. <laughs> but her storyline is very sad and tragic. Well, Ms. yeah, because yeah, a big deal. I don't know if you would know this, Charles. It's something that obviously me and Linz would know. Rogue from the X Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a point where she like she still has her powers of being able to steal other people's powers, but she pretty much put Carol in a coma and stole all of her powers, uh, which her original powers were flight and like invulnerability and like just lifting she didn't have like the phasing things that she could kind of do now that's but she stole them permanently so rogue had not only that but carol's like mind in her uh, head and Ah. they eventually kind of exercised that out of her but that's why rogue is 
who Rogue is now with all those powers. Yeah. Plus, right before that, she was kidnapped and raped and impregnated, which is fun. It's a fun storyline for a woman. But she recovered. <laughs> she got better from yeah. the Rogue thing. Yeah. Yeah. Silence. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking it all in. I didn't realize uh, all of that. Yeah, there's some, there's some tragic. There's, some, I feel like, back in the '70s, there was like this. You know, we had the whole woman in refrigerator thing, and there was this whole. I think they didn't know how to make a woman's story tragic, except for rape or injury how to their we person what is being already involved. A tragic life yeah. into <laughs> yeah. a tragic so, existence into so, a worse one. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, she recovered. From... But then she found five toddlers. <laughs> so everything's fine, right? And going further with the Ms. Marvel name then, um, we have Camilla Khan yes. now taking that up because she was such a fan growing up of Carol Danvers as Ms. Marvel. And yep. that's where that name goes from. Well, let's get back to the movie, movie, shall we? Let's start at the beginning of the movie, shall we? With <sighs> With... The instant tears I had from oh watching this yeah. movie. Oh my instant. god! <laughs> I literally I was not expecting that, and I'm a person that like I am a bit emotional sometimes. I I can admit it. Yeah. I did have some tears. Of I was course. like, oh wow. It's like they had that ready to go though. That's a unique <laughs> intro, really, because we were all felt it immediately. Yeah. Oh, for sure. The moment it started, you're reminded of yeah. how you feel. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so of course we're talking about the the Marvel intro with the Stanley. Usually they have like um, shots, punches in the background and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. They flip it through different, um, different comics, characteristics and of comics, yeah. right? And sometimes you'll see a Captain America or a, a Iron Man, but this time it was all Stan yep. Lee and all his different appearances in all the different movies, and then just basically a tribute to, and then just after that it said. What did it say? Thank you, Stan. Yeah, thank you, Stan. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, God, I'm yeah. getting all verklempt just okay, thinking about it. Okay, let's take five. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, we can then laugh, though, at seeing his uh, cameo Oh, my as God. Well. I love that cameo. That was so a great hard. cameo. That little well, smile it, from, uh, from Captain Marvel. Yeah, that, too, was also touching. I just love, though... He's reading his script for Mallrats. <laughs> I like know. He fit I in know. a timeline just right. Well, and let's talk about this. So, as... He was in Mallrats, right? Stanley was in Mallrats. He played Stanley in Mallrats. Giving Brody advice? So, Is it Brody? Banky. Bank Banky. Banky? Brody. Brody. You're right. Brody. Banky's from Chasing Amy. <laughs> Is this Jason Lee? <laughs> they're the same character. I feel like maybe they're twins, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, beard? No beard. Pretty much. Uh, so... If Stanley exists in Mallrats and he exists reading this script, so that means Stanley exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And in Mallrats, Stanley talks about how he created Spider Man and the Hulk, which are characters that exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So Stanley, who has admitted that he's created these characters, exists in the world where those characters are real. Previously, we've seen him hanging out with the Watchers, talking about all the other places he's been, which made us assume that he was just a Watcher. But really, he's just the god of the Marvel Universe. Me? I know who I yeah. am. <laughs> I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Or he can go from one reality to another, and this is his true reality, and he didn't really create anything. He just <laughs> read the newspaper, came to our world, and goes, let me write this comic book down, because I just saw it happen in real life, and... 
I think he's the god of the Marvel yes. Universe. Oh, um... The one beyond all. The one above all. The one above all. Yes. Yeah. You'll get it right eventually. It's okay. I totally forgot. <laughs> I was going to say it earlier, but I was just like, I can't think of it. <laughs> so, uh, 90s, as we've established, there's sure. Blockbuster. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. With the many posters in there. True Lies. Yeah, shooting our up. head up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, well, Radio Shack being right there as Radio well. Radio Shack. Oh, my gosh. I wanted to cheer. I feel I, like there was always a Radio Shack right next to a Blockbuster. Always. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you repair your VCR, and then you get a video. Interesting. Yeah. The Game yeah. Boys rock the vote. Uh, um, Smashing Pumpkins yeah, posters. Yeah, on the wall. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Internet Cafes. Oh, my God. The pagers and yeah. everything, which I knew that was going to be one of the um, things that they talk about of how uh, Nick Fury gets his right. pager. But what I loved was, was she's looking up Alta Vista, like she's oh, typing, typing because, with two fingers. Yes, because obviously in space they have higher technology. They probably just type in the air sure. and make things happen and then clicks them. That, though, I felt it went a little bit quicker than it should have. But then when we get to when they're loading from a CD-ROM and they're... I just love that... The humans were just I like... Know. They Did just know what's anybody happening. Else? Did she push the CD-ROM in closed? I always press the button. Well, she doesn't know. Yeah, she doesn't know what the hell this technology, primitive technology is. And just the look at even... There was that long look the, and then the, the scrolls. The scrolls. Look at face because he's just like... Yeah, what the he hell? just sighed a little bit. Oh, man. Uh, the music was also pretty amazing as well um good uh pick of uh 90s music but Mm -hmm. i really my favorite was towards the end the last battle of uh just a girl by no doubt yeah that was a pretty good uh good choice good choice kicking ass yeah those lyrics right Mm -hmm. for sure it was a good one there's a lot of songs you could draw i think there was a big push for was it girl rock yeah sure in the in the 90s which I appreciate um alright I guess we should go back to the go beginning go back to again. the beginning we always do this when we back review movies we're all over the place which is why this Physique. is go back to the beginning but no it's just like her learning her her origin <laughs> we, we're then in the now and then remembering in the past and now we're getting back to the beginning right nice trying to justify it yeah <laughs> so we start on Hala which just sounds like delicious bread but <laughs> um which is what the main capital of the Kree Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, so we meet her as Veers, which you find out later. Veers. 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 We find out later why she gets that name. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is her name. It's a little it's a little Han Solo-y from Solo, but I'll take it. Um, and then we also are introduced to Jan Rog, who is also Kree, but her and him are the only ones who aren't blue. That's why I was a little... I was like, what the hell? Yeah, her, it makes sense. Yeah, because she's... Right. Because he's human. a scroll. Why, is, why isn't he blue like everybody else? I don't understand that. Well, uh, uh, what's her name? The uh, the scientist lady. Oh, yeah, she wasn't blue no. either. She so bled I was, blue. Yeah, she, she bled what, blue or green? What was blue. It? Blue? Blue or blood. Okay. So that annoyed me a little bit, like... I understand uh, when you're doing superhero movies, certain directors or executives don't want to have the person's face covered all the time. Right. Ryan Reynolds broke the mold on that one and's like, uh, no, that's the mask is the he- the person. Well, and his voice is so unique. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that he 
just get paid for his voice, yeah. as we can see for in sure. the upcoming Detective Pikachu, but uh, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Going back. Um, I digest. And to me, this was probably the most boring part of the movie, is their interaction and them... Whenever them. I see a Her fight, fighting a fight yeah. scene between like a person trying to teach another person, I automatically assume there's going to be a fight for real later on. Right, and there wasn't. I know that was there. Wasn't. I was so happy and surprised by that. Yeah. And then her words uh, to she him stood of over why him. she mm-hmm. blocked out the sun. She uh, it was a metaphor I, for women. Uh, yeah, I don't need to prove anything to, to yeah, you. I don't need yeah. to prove anything to you. Yeah, and I was just happy with that because I was like. Don't do it. This is going to be so dumb. You're so overpowered. And then when she just blasts him at the end, yes. it made me So we've skipped happy. back to the end again. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting fired up. Come at me, bro. Come at me. <laughs> well, no, he was he was scared. He knew the only way that he had a chance over was her. to is... get her to not fight yeah. him and with her like, powers. Instead, she's just like, why? Why what? would I do that? Which makes sense. Why would anybody do that? You have the power of, like, I don't know, 10,000 suns or something manipulate. in your hands. Yeah. And he's like, well, let's do this. Do you remember how much fun we had before? <laughs> we used to be buds. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I hated that line so much. I'm proud of you. It's cringy. Okay, take five. <laughs> um, no, but we got introduced into the world of the sure. Kree, more so than what we did in Guardians of the Galaxy yep. or anything where we had Ronin. Right. Uh, and, and we're throwing this unusual thing, which I don't get at all, the supreme intelligence thing. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a huge thing in the comic books, that if you know anything of Kree, the supreme intelligence nothing, comes so. with it. Yeah. So the supreme, supreme intelligence, which normally is a giant blob brain type uh, creature. Uh, the exact thing you would imagine when you think of the phrase supreme intelligence in a comic book. A giant brain-looking thing. Robot tentacles. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so anyways, <laughs> the supreme intelligence is uh, all the knowledge and everything that uh, the Kree have... Uh... Oh, it went away. I couldn't show you that picture. <laughs> <laughs> showed, you, showed you the wrong picture, Charles. Okay, yep. Oh, well, you know what? He looks I like a it. giant slimer. He doesn't need those eyes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I was thinking of more of like craying a bit. Yeah. But this uh, thing is what the Creole, like, it's the head leader. It's, it's it, it, giving them orders. It's telling them what to do. Pretty much so. Because it, it has the supreme intelligence. That's why yeah, the, sure. he names what he, he does. Well, he yeah. named himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. And so I was, a, I wish they would have depicted it more like this and less like it seemed like a techno organic type it's like the thing. it's like the scene from contact right you guys remember that jodie foster yeah movie? where it takes on the takes on the um the form, form of his, her father yep so that she would feel comfortable yep but that wouldn't make me feel comfortable <laughs> no <laughs> i'd be like no. you're not who you are no. back it up well and also like i think that the biggest it's the su- Supreme intelligence, and it's supposed to come to you in the form of the person you admire most. And it comes to the form in the form of what we learn later is Marvell to Carol. She doesn't know who it is because she's lost her memory. So that to me is where they went wrong, right? If they didn't want her to figure out who she was, why would they come to her in the form of somebody she doesn't remember from before? 
Like, why would you do that? That's a terrible decision. You're a supreme intelligence. <laughs> well, like, make better choices. Be- because because that, the, if, it, if it didn't go the way it went, then they would always have this weird control over her because it was the person that she admired most. And right. They thought that if you just keep on doing it, keep on appearing that way, that she'd act the same way again. Mm. But they were wrong. Yeah. They not were. that intelligent, huh? No, not really. <laughs> Not really. Um, And then we very quickly get into a mission, right? Which is how you get her to Earth. Which is also fun to see the dynamic between Dulux's character and Brie Larson's character. You know, um, what's his name? Jan Rog. Jan Rog. Yeah. Uh, Because she's like, I'm going to go in now. And he's like, no, no, stand down. And she immediately, like, Leroy Jenkins, sit. (laughs) Like, right. Sit. She's like, yes, yes, sir. Which which completely changes and shows where she, her place yeah. in her life at that time, right? Right. But then then he sees how excited she was and then says, "Okay, let's do it." Yeah, he uh, he definitely had more control over than I think she even realized. Obviously, um, come to find out later, because you know the microchip and everything yeah. too. Yeah, but it you know it, it goes wrong. The scroll show up and kidnap her because they want information from her and we don't know exactly what information they're looking for that's hidden from us as a very convenient plot device well and that's where we are establishing our bad guys here and then we get the twist now me uh loving scrolls in the comic books and the kree and knowing about the uh, scroll kree war Mm -hmm. has been waging for neither of them eons But they're not, some of them aren't necessarily evil either. Like right. it's just the way like that a they made in the movie, but the like, I've I've had, MCU, I had the blood though, in my hands just as much as you do. Right. MCU though, it seems it's a different universe, so it's different from the books. Sure. And that's <laughs> where they have kind of. It's hard to say because I, if I were to side in the comic book side. I would pick the Kree more over the Skrulls. Mm-hmm. I just think the Skrulls are a little bit more evil. Well, but we... as you can see with the Supreme Intelligence, though, it's pretty evil. Ronan has been a good guy at times and a bad guy at times. Yeah. Obviously, Captain Marvel comes from the Kree. There's really not a lot of Skrulls that are doing a lot of good things. No. Uh, the whole idea of that, the fact that they can shape change just makes them scary yeah. and nefarious, yeah. right? And they just look... Scary. Yeah. Where one 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 side's blue, they're yeah, goblinish looking. Yeah. But when you kinda come to find out within the MCU universe that they're just trying to find a home mm-hmm. and the Kree are really dicks, it it lines up with Ronin and what happened in the Guardian of the Galaxy movie with them looking for power sources because they're still looking for those things to end this war or right. to take over more worlds. Yep. Which I, I liked at the end, too, that they were going to come back for her. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we're going to see more Kree coming to Earth in future phases of the MCU. Maybe. I don't see why not. I know we're getting more, we're going to be getting into more of the galaxy stuff with the MCU. Mm-hmm. Waiting for my Silver Surfer, but. <laughs> well, I'll be waiting for probably a while. It's going to be a while, yeah. Um, so. The, the kidnapping of her and then the, the getting into her brain by the scroll um, gives her a lot of her past. It kind of walks her through her past, the stuff that she couldn't remember. And uh, 
it was really interesting the way they did it because whenever they would get to a memory and it went by too fast, you could hear them talking in the background like, no, go back and get that. And it's kind of like a dream state too because she's experiencing it as well and mm-hmm. able to interact. She's just like, do you hear that voice? Yeah. See, this was, this was, like I said, where at first I was a little lost because, or bored, because I felt like I was watching like Law and Order, like Enhance. Enhance. Right. <laughs> Enhance. But that's what they... Zoom in. Look down. Zoom in. Honestly, though, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, she's getting. Yeah. But she's being like a a VHS tape. Fast forward. Rewind. Fast (laughs) forward. Slow motion. Pause that. Pause that. Fix the tracking. Yeah. Um, And then we get our first taste of uh, the the female empowerment storyline kicking in when they show her all the scenes from her past where men told her she couldn't do something. She couldn't ride the go-karts, or she shouldn't have been riding the go-karts. You let all the boys do it. My father was a, a, a figure that, you know, was that brought me down. Yeah. My, the people I worked with, yep. the people in yep. the, the flight. You know why they call it a cockpit, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, yes. that line, actually, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> her pointing to her, what, maybe brother or cousin or something like that, and be like, you let him drive. Yeah, yep. Her right. swinging on the ropes and them saying, you're going to hurt yourself. Yep. And clearly all the men had probably just saying done the same saying thing. Saying you can't, and then later yep. we get the... It, that, that whole scene comes back around at the mm-hmm. end, which I thought was really great. Um, but then she kicks a bunch of ass, which I thought was cool. I liked the fight scene on the spaceship. Oh, yeah, that was fun. It was fun. It was good. She... Well, I liked It's that... just how powerful and smart she When she was mm-hmm. uh, escaping then. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then what I really... Then it got a... No, then that was where I started like really liking the movie again. And then I loved that subway or the L train or yep. the train fight. Mm-hmm. That was really, especially if she's kicking this old lady's ass, oh, and so people like hold her back, like, "Why are you?" Yeah, up yeah, and then let the. Can lady... you not see this old woman is this old woman holding her own? She's been holding the old woman <laughs> yeah. back, doing like she's spinning around. So it was some really good close quarter fighting, and what I you know, like, I ain't touching that old woman. <laughs> I love uh, the small details. So when they're fighting on the the roof of it. And the guy touches pretty much the power source that's going down the cable. He got shocked. He got shocked. I wouldn't have thought, like, that's something simple, but it shows you they're in this real world and things right. can happen. And, and and the scroll doesn't know things. Yeah. Which was fun, too. Right. He doesn't know if you touch that. I wouldn't have known oh. either, I guess, but... Didn't know the where they is... could shove a, shove their boot, either. Yeah. Well, I knew the scroll were going to be a little bit funny when they hit the water and they're walking out and they all transform into, into human. Women's. And, and then two the of voice, them turned oh. into t- the same one and he was like, hey this man. Taken. Yeah. <laughs> I called dibs. <laughs> In his voice too, which is that, that, Well, that's where I was like, oh, that's not doing it for me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I really actually really enjoyed that part of it. Mm. It made him so likable. <laughs> Before he was likable. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I was and like, I don't really want him. He was going to be a bad guy that I was like, God damn it. It was really difficult yeah. for me watching it to, um, what do you do, convert it in your head from bad guy to good guy. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to believe him. It was like, well, no, more lies? More you, lies? No, what, it wasn't more lies. At what point did you pick it up? At what it, point? When they showed up and, and just, they showed up at the house. I just, uh, oh, oh. I, I, I picked up when uh, Jan Rog was initially talking to her, and I'm like, Ooh, yeah, he knows that she was there, and I'm starting to guess that they erased her mind. I think she lost her memory through the blast. Of all, because her first well, yeah, didn't did it? Well, I no, I still think the the supreme. I still think the supreme intelligence made her forget. 
I don't think it was just all of a sudden her forgetting. It could could go either way on that, I think. Well, why would they then keep a secret if they didn't want her to know? Well, she could have lost her memory and they were just like, well, this is works in Convenience. They they did mention it with the blood transfusion. What was your first memory uh, at the the place? Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, Regardless, I don't know where I was going to go with that one. I don't know either. Where were we at? We're on the train, and then we're not on the train anymore. But that's when well, that's when Carol and Samuel Jackson eventually end up coming together. Oh, let's get into Uncanny Valley here. Samuel Jackson, young Samuel Jackson, it, and there, young Coulson. Yes, there Two was eyes, fury. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was. Oh, when, there was a moment we were. Where we were, I was thinking, he you, nudged me. He's like, you see how like hot top time machine. <laughs> Do you remember that guy, where the guy, the guy loses the his arm? He's got no arm. Yeah. Or, right? Yeah, he, he lost his arm, and there are so many things throughout that movie where he might oh. lose his arm, like the elevator, or then this yes. or that, or juggling the, the yeah. chainsaws. He and gets in that car accident. Each, each time, yeah. they're like, no, this might be, we gotta watch it, it might be the time. I thought that was gonna happen throughout yeah. the entire movie with Nick, uh, how he lost it as well, and then the stories behind it. They, they did like, a good job not making it a thing. Right. You know, not right. making it too... They did, know, the, they did the one thing with the car accident where he injured his eye. Yeah. And the, I appreciate that they did not do it again until he actually did lose his eye, which was way less impressive than what you would they think. They were marked yeah. on it. Yeah. They, were, they touched it, and yeah. then they left it alone. Yep. That's probably a good yeah. way to do it. It wasn't like a Tasteful. whole Final Destination story. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 we know it's going <laughs> to go at one point. <laughs> But it's fun to have the story. Yeah. And then for <laughs> for the rumor of they took it, the, the Cree took your your eye, mm, right? Yeah. They burned it out. Yep. <laughs> He's like, I will not so, burn uh, or deny. So going back to Samuel Jackson looking young, I felt a little bit more with Clark Gregg. I was like pulled out, maybe because I've seen him more in watching the um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sure. That I have just his memory of his face and what it should look like. Right. It just looks so weird seeing the younger versions. Right. Obviously, that's prosthetics and makeup and wonders that you can it do nowadays. It is all digital, I thought. I thought they did. Well, that's what, well, that's what I think. Well, there's also, you got to do some base shit. I think I saw makeup. Yeah. I mean, it, it's probably a bit of both. Yeah. Probably is some oh, digital work, too. But yeah. Nice hair, though. It was awesome. It was also unsettling a bit but I I like that we got the the old uh, Coulson who was like all for everything following his heart and yeah he's the new guy it was <laughs> it was cute um but the so we after the train Carol I can't remember how she figured this out but she figured out where she needed to go oh yeah she uh hmm. she went to the internet right and she used the internet okay so she just before she left uh, the spaceship, she saw the word, the name of the Pegasus. No, Is that what no, no. Oh. The, the name oh, of the, the bar. bar. That's she right. She saw the name of the bar, yeah. and then and then that guy was like, "Hey, you know why they call it a cockpit?" And then she destroyed the machine yes. because she didn't want to hear that asshole's yes. voice anymore. Right. Yeah. So then she goes to the internet cafe. We get that nice little scene where the guy rolls up on his motorcycle and tells her to smile. No, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Before before she didn't go to the inter- she, before she went to the internet, she. She put that thing in that device into her wrist, mm. uh, and then she watched some of the memories. Yes, and that—that's when the barb showed up. Okay, the name of the barb. Yep. So she was on Earth, and she was just after the scene. And then we get the then internet cafe the internet scene, cafe, which was she gets the bike and she no. goes over to the yes. bar. Yeah. Samuel Jackson. How does how does he know? Right. How does he know how to where to go? 
Who's following her? He's in Shield. They probably have. They were tracking surveillance. Her, you know, yeah, they were. They were tracking all that good stuff. But the um the scene where they um trying to figure out whether or not he's scroll scroll yeah that was pretty funny. I thought it was funny that she Can't was asking him these questions. And like usually the that whole thing is between two people who know each other, so you can yeah, so you can right. She has no idea who, who he is, so how can she confirm that it's him or not? Oh well. But the the whole tell me something strange about yourself that nobody else would know, and he can't eat toast unless it's cut diagonally. I thought it was, it was if you cut di- cut it diagonally, you can't eat it. So it was something oh, well, about whatever. toast. Yeah, yeah. And she actually just wanted him to tell her something weird about himself for fun. Just really, I thought it was cute. Well, they're they're and then they buddied up. They're buddy. They became partners. Yes, and which I is enjoyed really cool. it. I enjoyed it. I liked their little partnership. I think which made the the relationship very powerful. Mm-hmm. So then then and but when she shows up in the end credits. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and then we get to Pegasus, which is the secret organization that uh, Wendy Lawson Marvel had been working for. Um, Stands for Potential Energy Group. Alternate sources, United States. Oh. You're really good at making up stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does Shield stand for again? Oh, uh, <laughs> strategic should, homeland. Uh, intelligence. Uh, Something defense, isn't it? Yeah. Now you're gonna make me. Uh, <laughs> strategic homeland intervention enforcement and logistics division. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was way off. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was funny because when they first. And the very first time Shield shows up in the movies, I think it's Clark Gregg, and he shows up and he says what That's organization? What he is, yeah. And he says the long form, and I don't think that anybody says Shield. But no, they don't. Everybody watching the movie was like, "Oh my God, it's Shield." Well, we <laughs> that have read the comics. Yeah. Anyone else was like, "Oh, what's that? Branch of the FBI or something?" Yeah, yeah. that was a nice little. Um. Anyway, the the Project Pegasus. Yes. We show up there. There's they're looking for information. We she get she finds the file, realizes that she was here before, sees the picture of herself. And at this point, her her powers are sort of evolved so much that she's using it casually. She's using the little the little thruster thing out of her. Yeah. Before it was just a powerful fist, right? Yeah. The, the that she knew about. Yon Yon Rog had said that. Um, her emotions were dangerous, and she had a hard time using it because she would use it with emotion, which is just just stupid thing to say to a woman. But <laughs> um, I think that she probably has a pretty decent control over her powers, but she was being... She looked surprised when she started to use the powers on the spaceship breaking out. She was being um, with the chip. They were like lessening her yeah, powers. Yeah, they controlled yeah. her limit. She mm-hmm. limited her powers, yep. right? Yep. Um, Some the, kind of bondage thing. The there. the whole thing in the in the file cabinets though is really just a scene to like morph into a file cabinet. Why would I? Why would I do that? Right now. <laughs> right now. I like how annoyed he looked. He's like. <sighs> <laughs> it's like he gets it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anytime he runs into a, somebody that's not a scroll. Well, probably kids. Yeah. They were kid questions. Yeah. Children's questions. I'm not going to lie. I would ask a scroll those exact same questions. What can you turn into? Can you turn into this? Yeah. Can you turn into a cat? What's a cat? <laughs> yeah. I'd be on the internet. Can you turn into this person? Can you turn into this person? So um, one, of the, one of the things that uh, I knew of Pegasus, because it is a big organization in Marvel is from the Darkhawk series that I 
love. He's worked there. And like I said, they do a lot more with the energy side compared to where I thought they were going when they were going up into space was to S.W.O.R.D., Mm, which sword yeah. is the sentient world observation and response department? So they have the sword and the so shield. So they they kind of make it tough up again. Yes, yeah, <laughs> shields everything down on Earth, yeah. and sword is like anything up in the stars. And they it's, I thought it was called S word. I mean, and her little station up there could have been sword. We don't know. They didn't well, then it flew away, it. but that's where yeah. I thought they were going to go, yeah. and I was going to be so excited. Yeah. I was a little let down, but it was all right. It was a lost <laughs> opportunity there. Um, but the the fight in the at, at Pegasus it serves as an information gathering scene, right? She finds out that she sees the picture of herself, finds out all the information that she needs kind of ah, to move forward and, in the story. Um, I mean, I, I mean to like, I, I brought this up like in my head when I was watching it. <laughs> That, and I, I noticed this. You could barely see the name of the the fighter or her nickname. Okay. You could just barely see. Right. Enger. Ah, uh, right. There was some somebody covering it up, and I was like, "That's a nice little touch there." It yeah. was in the picture. Yeah. Which the and then they come back to that at the end again with mm-hmm. Nick Fury and his his initiative. Um. But you so you get you get her getting her information that she needs. You are strengthening the bond between her and Nick Fury in yeah, this they, they scene. Yeah, seem to be having a good time mm-hmm. laughing. Yep. Yeah, good time. Uh, you you get reintroduced to Coulson and his true character, which mm-hmm. becomes important for the rest of the movie franchise. And you get the first real interaction between the Skrull and Nick Fury because he the the main Skrull. What's you the main Skrull's see- name? Talos. Talos had turned into Fury's boss, and you know. They were fighting back and forth and stuff like that, but you start you start getting the idea that maybe like he could have just killed Nick Fury at that point in time. You start figuring out how quick and smart and what a good agent Nick Fury is, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And how you know he's he's a detective as well, right? So, I, I will say this though: he's not the greatest with coming up with initiative names. <laughs> I thought that was very forced at the end. Forced? I just see it forced, like. Okay, so like I knew what was coming, like the protector initiative, and I'm like, he's gonna see something that's gonna inspire him to call it the Avengers, and right. sure enough, he did. Which I thought that was whatever. I heard him I heard, as soon forced. as it happened. He goes, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we all went, oh." <laughs> I did not. Um, I would like to get to the star of the movie though, and that is Goose. Yeah, Goose the cat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I had heard, we've talked about it before of like they had it just the cat just playing around and they live streamed that for mm-hmm. an hour just being a cat. Mm-hmm. You knew it was going to be a big part of this when you find out his interactions with Nick Fury as well. Uh, but it's not a cat. No. It is a flurkin. Flurkin. And I love when the when the scroll first see it. Talos is afraid of it. Yeah, he's that, like, "Oh, get like, that away what from is me." That? It's like it's a cat. No, that's a flurkin. And it just sounds How like maybe... How did know that it was a flurkin? Um, that's you know probably what, I mean? what flurkins look like. They look like cats. Yeah, yeah but why didn't you just think it was a regular cat? Oh. Why didn't who? That's a, the scroll. Tell us. Oh, uh, because they're... Because they're, well, they're, they're Yeah, uh, they're, they're alien. Yeah, so they probably uh. just know... <laughs> what. I'm they didn't try to eat it, Alf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That would be hilarious. There's a hierarchy of food chain now we have. The Alf over the flurkin, the flurkin over the rest of humanity. 
yeah. Uh, Goose, who in the comics is known by Chewie. They, they, yeah. they changed it maybe for Star Wars purposes. And also, Goose gives you a nice throwback to Top Gun. Yeah, and, that's exactly um, what I was so, thinking. Yeah. Was was Chewie a flurkin? Yes. Was. I don't... Well, I would, no, I in the comics... He was just in the comics, he's a cat. Yeah. No, it was a flurkin. Yeah. It has the tentacles. Flurkins uh, is pretty much what it was. It has the maw of like tentacles coming out, but also what it has is some pocket dimensions... Uh, which yeah, is how it can dimension. eat. Uh, it can eat whole universes if they want to. They can uh, reproduce asexually. They lay yeah, eggs. eggs yeah. uh, pretty much it was what it was, and it eating the cosmic cube and all those humans, it pretty much like has a, a like large area pocket universe, pretty much, that you can uh, put all that shit in, which I, I loved uh, watching it come back up at the... Pocket reality. Yes, that's what, yeah. Pocket universe, reality, whatever. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the, the cat scenes were amazing. I was wondering, when's it going to unleash? When are people that have not don't know about the character from the comics are going to finally see what a flurkin does? And I was so satisfied when that happened. And then when it didn't happen, and you're like, you know, when Samuel Jackson right, goes... Right, because it was who Talos. Said, who, who said he... Yeah. yeah. And the cat even went up and uh, did the purr... Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you call that when a cat like rubs against your leg or whatever? Yeah. They're scenting you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he did it to tell us. And, yeah. And immediately after that, you you're given the privy information. That uh, it was Talos, and that that one of the Cree. Yeah. Uh, he was he was amazing. Um, what a good little character. It was created in, in 2014. Yeah. Kelly Sue DeConnick. I, ah. During the credits, you could see that the cat had like. Like a whole crew of people, yeah. <laughs> just just like uh, Brie Larson's hair, yeah. <laughs> had a whole crew of people. So many people in charge of the hair. Uh, the the um the final scene, the final fight scene in space. Yeah, when she had perfect hair. <laughs> when she finally um comes into her full power. Full power. Yeah. After communing with the. So I like intelligence. That she's flying around yeah. and she's having she starts laughing yeah. because she realizes she starts to get hit by um a bunch of like uh fires weapons right, right. They, they start shooting at her and then she start, she starts going through them and she's like laughing about it and yeah. then she destroys the whole ship by just going right through it. Well, when she when so Ronan shows up, right? Yeah. Jan Rog calls Ronan because he's he's the hammer for the Kree, right? He'll just destroy whole fucking universes. To get rid of the scroll mm-hmm. because they see them as pestilence or something like that. It's like a um, hobby for him. Well, he's very much the in the Cree superiority. The bloodline is strong; like they're the best race in the universe. Um, so he'll do whatever he needs to do to make sure that they're powerful. Um, when she blows up all of their missiles, and he's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> WTF. And, and then she flies up there and destroys a bunch of things and then goes in front of their window and just, like, I don't want to say stands well, there, but kind of just stands there. Well, she stands well, there with her blo- fists all bl- yeah. Well, well before light. that even, she goes through one of yeah. the Death Destroyers and pretty much annihilates yeah. it just going through. That's where, up until that point, I was like, she's pretty strong, but I see her Thor level, but everyone's like, she's the one to take down Thanos. I'm like... Okay, now I can maybe say a little bit more that she seems a little bit more powerful than mm-hmm. God Thor right now, but I still think same level ish uh, with him. I don't think she's going to be 
the most powerful right. being in the MCU. But she showed, holy shit, she has some power behind her. She has a lot of power behind her. Her, her uh, understanding her, of her own powers uh, it evolved so quickly. Right. She was falling from something. She didn't know she could fly, and then they didn't even show you. She just yeah. came out of nowhere. Well, and to me, that showed her intelligence, right? Because if you know that you can make blasts out of your hands, why wouldn't you be able to use that to propel yourself forward? Which she learned. Right. Yeah. Like that. She just used her, her reasoning to, like, figure that shit out. <laughs> it's good. Um, but the that whole ending, the, the fight scene with the Kree, her coming into her full powers, um, then coming and fighting on Earth, the, the fact that Monica, Maria... Maria was there with her. The fact that they, in the story, you know, when you're when you're a parent and danger comes and you think you might die, you will never <laughs> put yourself in danger because you don't want to leave your kid by themselves, right? Which yeah, is a pretty, trope they use in movies odd all the time. That she didn't stay but for her kid. I actually well, really, I, like I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah, it. Well, sure, I, and what I love too is is set, saying what example you're setting to me. Yeah. Knowing Monica right. is a Captain Marvel at some point, maybe not going to happen within the MCU. Right, but sure it, would, it could, right? Because well, that's what I'm saying. Timeline, it could. Yeah. Fits yes. It. It's, to She's me, it's to me, it's important that they let Maria go and let her that they, as her character, she went into space because as a parent, as a female parent, a lot of times you're told you can't do anything because your most important thing is raising your child, right? And by putting this in the movie and her daughter being like, "Why? Why would you not do this? You want to fucking go into space, bitch? <laughs> <Yeah>. Go!" <laughs> like, and then she went and she didn't die. She came back fully. Human. I was actually, fully yeah. to be honest, <laughs> I was thinking. Fully human. Well, Mom, you came yeah. back a cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's full, she's just not, just did her shit, saved the day at one point in time, saved and like, day. you know, it to me that was like, women, you can do this, and you can also be a mom. Which, again, is one of those undertones of the female empowerment that they kind of put in there without being like, saying, you can do anything because you're a woman. Instead, they just kind of put it in there as it's like natural part of the movie which i enjoyed so now that this movie has come out where do you think things are gonna go with endgame because i don't feel that it gave away it didn't she just showed up which we knew she was going to anyway but actually i mean it was was actually kind of a surprise to see that scene right so at what point they obviously just picked this up from Fury, mm-hmm. uh, they said I think two two weeks it was on or yeah. something like that. So it's relatively recent from the call going out. Is that where then Endgame is going to pick up? Is going to pick up like the day of? Now I'm starting to think that there was going to be a longer time gap from them having Hank Pym come out of the quantum zone and it be like a couple years. Scott Lang. Scott Lang. Oh yeah, not Hank. Um, <laughs> I I'm now thinking maybe it's not. Maybe it is going to just pick up. Right. two weeks or so afterwards and now you have this powerful badass here on earth right. to help yeah oh i have no idea i mean we only have a month to wait to find out we get information we're fed information mm-hmm. but we get more questions yes like when the fuck did the tesseract get get into uh the the hands of um the uh the pegasus lady um oh when did she get the tesseract she has a tesseract do you remember the last time the tesseract was 
Well, uh, it disappeared from Captain Marvel time, and we never really saw when it showed up into Shield's hands. But now we know how it showed up. We know how it showed up in Shield's hands. Okay, mm-hmm. but we also saw it was lost in Captain America. Oh, in there's the, a, there's in no the origin there. story, Captain America, from the... Yeah, because yeah. this is the blue one, the, yeah. the Tesseract. Yeah. yeah, it goes in the water with him, doesn't it? That's what I thought, too. It, it fell out of the thing into the ocean. Or into that? the Antarctic. No, I thought it disappeared okay. at the end with it, the Red it, Skull when Red it Skull... Melted. No, it melted through the floor and then fell out of the plane. I'll have to re- relook that. Yeah, so there's this storyline of... Somebody getting the Tesseract and it being moved over to yeah. this lady well, to be used in Pe- Pegasus. Probably is Dr. Uh, Lawson who found it, came to Earth knowing that was a power source, had more technology than most people. Obviously, she's the first oh, this is alien that has yeah. come to Earth yeah. and yeah. she found it. And yeah, it'll be like one of those extra credit uh, sure. scenes in well, the DVD, DVD home. Yeah, a little short. On how they came to find the Tesseract. But I, ultimately, it's how it got onto Nick Fury's Right, desk. which I thought was a nice level with, with Endgame being like the final of this 10-year arc, right? It was a nice mm-hmm. way for them to kind of circle all the way back to the very first Avengers. So instead of it just being 10 years and you have to kind of remember everything from that point, it, they literally are like, hey, remember the very first one? Remember when this happened? This is how it all began. And it's very small thing for them to do. So smart. Yeah. Yeah. So smart. Now, one of the things that uh, had been talked about this movie was that Captain Marvel would have uh, time travel powers. Samuel L. Jackson has now come out this week and said, no, I just made that shit up to mess with people. (laughs) Which is great, but it was something that a lot of people were speculating how she would then become more powerful and to get to now a time knowing that this was right. 95 and then 2019. Right. That's a that's a big difference in time. It is. But then again, though, but it's Marvel again, time too, though, what, and yeah. shifts. Faster than light travel, though, would, would change the time. Uh, she would stay young while the rest of the, you know, the rest of the time would go by much quicker. And she could, st- traveling, right? At the speed she would have to travel to get from Earth to the Don't Creed. put your... Weird <laughs> voodoo science. My weird? Yeah. It, I'm making sense of this, and you know what? Fucking fits. <laughs> All right. Uh, overall, I was quite, uh, like I said, more th- more happier than that. Wish there's a couple things different, but yeah. it was a good overall story. I liked it. I liked it. I like. We learned how Fury lost his eye. We learned where the Tesseract came from. We got Captain Marvel because she's going to be important to the final movie. And we got to see Blockbuster again. Yeah, yeah, we got some great '90s uh, music. Radio Shack. Blockbuster's still around. <laughs> no, There's plenty of Blockbusters around. They're all no. closed. No, the last... no. The no, last one in Australia is actually Australia. closing. Yeah, there was one in Alaska. But that one, I went to Alaska. That one closed, yeah. and the last one last in Australia. Year. Yeah, I think the one in Blockbuster just, cl- or the one in Alaska just closed. I got to see it before you it closed. did. Oh my you goodness! Did. They had a pretty if good picture there. If you live in the Midwest, though, you can go to any family video. Those are all still open. Oh, <laughs> are we plugging? <laughs> I used to work for. Bring back video. Radio Shack. <laughs> um, oh, never mind. The one in Australia doesn't plan to close. Ah, so that oh. is still the last it's one. Be like the Queen, live forever. Yeah. We're gonna need to uh, take a, a trek down the, down <laughs> under just to. 
Go we'll rent an old VHS. I'll go yeah. back. Let's go. Yes. Do they have VHS still? Because I, I would hope. I would hope not. No. I was gonna say even the blockbusters here before they closed did not have VHS. I mean, that's actually something I was wondering too, and I wish I would have got it when we were talking about some of the old part of this movie. Normally, places pay you like money for like getting their product placement sure. in there because there was a couple other like things that were blatant that. You know, it wasn't a Coca-Cola type yeah. uh, glass. But who would have paid? Like, is that one of those things where they'd have to, Marvel would have to pay them to trademark because it's defunct? Yeah, it might be. You can use um, things like that, and I don't know if going into the inside of it changes it. But you can use storefronts usually if they just happen to occur naturally. Oh yeah. So I mean, who knows? But Kevin Smith didn't know that they were gonna use mall rats in this movie so they just threw that in there which of course made him cry like a little bitch (laughs) it's kevin smith and he cries all the time um but it was i mean really anything that existed in the 90s that maybe doesn't exist anymore was probably just like free game for them alta vista yeah. <laughs> Anything like that. All these things are like, yay, they're mentioning us right. again. It's going well, hey, well, to screen name. Yeah. The stock goes up like, <laughs> yeah. like a tiny little yeah. ping. So, all in all, I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, you know, was it my favorite Marvel movie? No. Was it a very good movie? It was. I really liked it. Uh, it definitely was one of the favorites yeah. because it. The existence of this movie means that all the other ones existed, and there's little nods here and there, mm-hmm. and you get to find out how Nick Fury lost his eye, and that's just fucking yeah. fun. I highly recommend the movie, and I'm gonna watch it again because I just I thought it was so much fun. All right, well with that, stay thirsty for Avengers Endgame. <laughs>